praise the Lord. If you would uh, take your Bibles and open up to Second Chronicles chapter 14. Second Chronicles chapter 14. <clears throat> the uh, message uh, I've given a title of Value Your Treasures. Value Your Treasures. We'll read Second Chronicles chapter 14 and we'll jump a few verses and read through to about chapter 16. Second Chronicles chapter 16, uh, 14 verse 1. So Abijah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the city of David. And Asa, his son, reigned in his stead. In his days the land was quiet ten years. And Asa did that which was right, good and right in the eyes of the Lord his God. He took away the altars of the strange gods and the high places, and broke down the images and cut down the groves, and commanded Judah to seek the Lord God of their fathers and to do the law and the commandment. And then 15, chapter 15, verse 1. And the Spirit of God came upon Azariah, son of Obed, and he went out to meet Asa, and he said unto him, Hear ye me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you, while ye be with him, and if ye seek him, he will be found of you. But if ye forsake him, he will forsake you. Skipping down to verse 18. And he brought, he being Asa, into the house of God, the things that his father had dedicated, and that he himself had dedicated, silver and gold and vessels. And there was no more war unto the five and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa. And continuing on in chapter 16, in the six and thirtieth year of the reign of Asa, Basha, king of Israel, came up against Judah and built Ramah to the intent that he might let none go out or come into Asa, king of Judah. Then Asa brought out silver and gold out of the treasures of the house of the Lord and of the king's house, and sent to Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, that dwelt at Damascus, saying, There is a league between me and thee, as there was between my father and thy father. Behold, I have sent thee silver and gold, Go break thy league with Basha, king of Israel, that he may depart from me. And Ben-Hadad hearkened unto King Asa. I'm going to talk about valuing your treasures. Lord Jesus, we know that your word is true. Lord Jesus, we know that your word, Lord, is for our encouragement. Lord, your word is for our understanding. Help us, Lord Jesus, to, Lord, understand what your word says to us and to apply these things into our lives, Lord, that we might be drawn closer to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Asa, good king of Judah, took out, <clears throat> was, a, was attacked, was not attacked, but the king of, Asa, uh, of uh, Israel came against him and he basically was building a city around so that he would trap him. He would besiege him. In effect, he was attacking him. There's a lot of things that we could take out of the verses we read. King, desire to serve God, breaking down images that were false gods, serving God. 
But uh, the message I would like to try bring out today is valuing your treasures. We can start off with exchanging valuables is as good as making a payment. The king exchanged valuables and he made payment. There's an old story. Some of you may know it. Maybe the names are a bit different. Uh, it's set in the 1900s, early 1900s. Maybe the names are different. You know, maybe the values are different. But the story is about a guy called Guy and a girl called Madge. You may know this. And it was Christmas. And they didn't have much money. I think they had $1.87, so the story goes. And she <coughs> wanted to please her husband for Christmas and buy him a present. And she was very sad that she had nothing to give him. She only had $1.87. She was thinking how she may do something for him. And um, she remembered there's a shop down the road that pays for hair. And she had lovely hair. So she went down to the pawn shop, well, to the shop. She had her hair cut off and paid her $20. Next door was a shop that she saw a beautiful chain for one of those watches, you know, one of those gold watches that you have. And her husband had one of those watches, but he didn't have the chain. So she spent $20 on that chain. She had $1.87 left. She was pleased. She came home. And her husband came home. And he didn't quite recognize her. She looked a bit different. He didn't know what to say. It was Christmas time. And then he said, well, I'm going to give you your present. You'll understand my reaction. So he took out the present for her. She opened it up. She looked at it. She smiled. And she began to cry. Because he had taken his gold watch to a pawn shop to buy a set of ivory combs for hair. So both exchanged their valuables for something. It's maybe a humorous story. <clears throat> they both wanted to please each other, but didn't quite work out. The story that we read in Second Chronicles is, I guess, a little bit similar. We're going to talk about Asa bringing out the silver and gold out of the treasuries of the house of the Lord and exchanging them for peace. The temple, was, that was at that time, it was some time from Solomon. There had been a few kings since. And that temple that Solomon had built was a grand temple. If we, not that you're going to turn there, but I will for you. If we go back to see what preparations were made for that temple... It's quite amazing. In Chronicles 22 and 14, I will read. And it says, David says, And behold, in my trouble, Solomon's father, I have prepared for the house of the Lord a hundred thousand talents of gold. And a thousand thousand, that's a million, talents of silver, and of brass and iron without weight, 
For it is in abundance. Timber also and stone have I prepared. Thou mayest add there too as, as you want. And then we read. So this is what David had prepared for Solomon. And then we read what Solomon did. And then David gave to Solomon his son the pattern of the porch and of the houses thereof and of the treasuries thereof and of the chambers thereof, the pattern of the place and the mercy seat, the pattern of all that he had by the spirit of the courts of the house of the Lord, of the chambers, the treasures of the house of God, the treasuries and dedicated things. He gave gold by weight for the things of gold. We won't list them all, but there's a lot of items. And I'll just hit the key points. Instruments of all manner of steel of service, instruments of every kind, even the weight of gold for candlesticks, the lamp, the weight of gold for lamps, the weight of gold for tables of showbread, gold for flesh hooks, for bowls, for basins, for the altar of incense, cherubims. The place had a lot of gold. And then we read that. David himself, that was what the treasuries out of the house uh, that he had, the, the king's treasuries. Then of his own we read, moreover, David says, I have set my affection to the house of my God. I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God. Over and above that I have prepared for the holy house, even 3,000 talents of gold and of gold of Ophir and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the house with all. We can go into this in a lot of detail. The point is, there's a lot of gold. In fact, you can trace the amount and you can work out what it is today. 103,000 talents of gold is equivalent to about 3,800 tons of gold. 3,800 tons of gold. And if we want to imagine that, and these seven seeds plus the aisle, cubed, about. It's about six meters cubed. Six meters that way, six meters that way, and six meters that way. That's the amount of gold that was used that David had prepared of the riches of Israel and of his own to be prepared for the house of God. In today's value, at about $1,300 per ounce, it's about $120 billion. And that doesn't count the silver and doesn't count all the other things. The point is, the temple that Asa had access to had gold all around. There was gold, the, the, the wood was laid with gold, the walls were laid with gold, there were shields made with gold, there was a lot of gold around, and it was valuable. <clears throat> the gold that David had, it was gold. Some of it he got from battles that were taken from others. Some of it were given to him as presents, as gifts from others. Then that gold was dedicated for the purpose of the temple. That was the Solomon's temple. We can draw a parallel with the other temple before, the tabernacle in the wilderness, the one that Moses built. 
That too had a lot of gold, not quite as much. And that gold was used for the making of things in the tabernacle. Where did that gold come from? They were walking in the wilderness. It was a free will offering. When Moses came down from the mount and he gave the pattern of the temple and he asked for a free will offering, people gave that offering. They took it out of Egypt. In fact, some of it was taken from the Egyptians. It wasn't even theirs. But it was given over to be dedicated for the service of God. Whether the temple in the wilderness or whether the Solomon's temple. That, it wasn't the gold that made it grand. But the gold certainly enhanced, made it valuable for them to come in. It was part of their worship to God. Gold, regardless of where it came from, whether it came from the Egyptians, whether it came from a defeating an enemy king, whether it came from your own personal wealth, when it was given over for the things of God, it was dedicated for his service and aided in the service and worship of God. The most valuable materials are used to make the vessels and the house of the Lord and to aid in the service and worship of the Lord. Valuable items were used to worship and to serve God. When the other king came along to Asa, and not directly, but he, he went to encamp around him, Asa, who was a good king, thought, how are we going to deal with this problem? And although he was encouraged to seek and to serve the Lord, he realized there's a lot of treasure in that building. And if I take a little bit of that treasure, if I take a few bowls, if I take a few candlesticks, maybe I take a few shields, maybe I take some of the gold that's on the floor or on the walls, it's still going to be God's temple. It's still going to be God's house. But I will pay for my freedom because king did and then he went and attacked him. He dealt with it. Asa exchanged the value of God's items from the house of God to buy peace. Asa was the first king that did that. There were several other kings after him that did that. And then when they did that, instead of having gold for the items that they had in the service of God. They had brass. They had silver. Sometimes the shields that they had, they was in the palace. They took them from the palace, brought them to the temple where they were worshipping God, and they took them back because they didn't have enough. What was the impact? What was the impact of taking away the valuable things that were dedicated to God's service to give over to in exchange, in this case for peace, in exchange for something else. Today there isn't a temple. We understand that the temple, that our bodies are the temple of God. So what's the treasure in your life that you have to serve Him? What is the treasure in your life that you have to serve Him? It is your stance your attitude, 
towards him. It is the ordinary things that you have in your life that you may have had before you serve God that are recognized as character traits which are good character traits in you. Or they are particular talents and abilities that you have. These things, when they're dedicated, given over to God, help you in serving Him and serving others. Serving others, serving Him. These things are given over for priestly duties, for offerings, for sacrifices, ordinary things, you know, smell, incense, worshipping God in the temple. It was the bread. It was the baking of the bread. It was the oils. It was the ordinary things, but they became used as part of those gold things to worship God. What is it about you? Is it some service that you are able to perform? Is it your ability to organize, ability to teach, to read, to understand, to pass on to others? Is it your ability to be good with figures and helping with other things around the church? Church, God. Your ability to do Handyman jobs, to clean, to bake. These are the outer things. And these things can be given over to God to serve Him. But actually we can look deeper than that. Because these are the outward things that we do. They stem from an inner stance and an inner attitude. They stem from a commitment to serve God. They stem from a trust and obedience of God. From giving over our memory to God. Prayer, reading, honesty, integrity, the attitudes of the heart. If you take a moment to think, what are the things, what is the attitude in my heart when I get close to God and God gets close to me? Those, they are those treasures. Is it your willingness to Speak to somebody. Is it your willingness to turn the other cheek? Is it your willingness to be counted with those who are known of the way and that you are not afraid to stand up for them? What is the attitude in your heart? And you, each of us have this and we know this when God is close to us. That is our treasure that allows us to worship Him. The ability to worship God in the temple by Asa and all of Judah was diminished when He gave away those valuables in exchange for peace. And there were consequences for Him. There were consequences for other kings and we're not going to talk about that. But the exchange of those valuables diminished the ability of the entire Judah nation to serve God. Every time they came to the temple, "Mm, those things aren't here. Oh, our spirit is subdued. We gave those things away. We're not able to serve God in the same way. Asa gave away valuable items used to serve God in exchange for peace. What that did was that he took away the opportunity for God to show, to demonstrate victory because Asa capitulated. He gave away the value and he stepped in to do that work that 
God would have done. Vessels, valuables, dedicated to his service, they are his vessels. They are his treasures, they're not your treasures. And God will step in to protect his treasures. He will step in to protect them. And there are lots of examples in God's word. And we'll just pull out a few. You might remember. What was Daniel faced with? number of things, probably. I, think. I wasn't very specific. But when those people came to him, and well, when the decree went out, if you, if you bow down or if you serve any other God, if you pray to any other God, off with your head. That's the end of your life. What did Daniel do? Daniel's treasure was his relationship with God. He wasn't going to exchange that treasure for a peace with the king. Because Daniel kept that treasure and he said, God, this is your treasure. He didn't say it directly, but by his attitude, he did what happened. God stepped in to protect his treasure. God stepped in to protect him. And in that, won a victory. He, didn't, he went to the lions then. He wasn't killed. But the guys that <clears throat> thought up this law were. That's just one example. It wasn't Daniel saying, Lord, oh, maybe I'll just calm things down. i give away some of this treasure. I will lose my ability to serve you, to worship you if I do this. It is not an attack against me. This is an attack against you. And you, God, deal with this. Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were exactly the same. Mordecai and Esther were the same. So Daniel, the treasure was, his commitment to God was the treasure. Elijah and the widow of Zarephath who came to her and said, bake a little bread for me and then you may go and eat. She had nothing. It was a famine. Maybe he introduced himself as the prophet that caused the famine. But she was obedient. And because of that obedience, because she gave away, well, she gave that treasure to God, she obeyed, God stepped in and protected her. In fact, we can go very back to the very beginning of the Bible. We don't have to go very far. We can go to, book of, we can go to Genesis chapter 6, Noah. Noah was found righteous in the sight of God. When the earth was corrupt, filled with violence and wickedness, Noah didn't give away his righteousness and his right stand. God recognized that. God stepped in. God kept him. Everyone else was done away with. Job... We read he was a man of a perfect and upright heart. He feared God, avoided evil. He had a godly character. He didn't give away the godly character despite the troubles he was going through. He didn't give away that character. He didn't exchange those valuables. He didn't cut that hair. He didn't give away that gold watch. He didn't take away those treasures out of the God's temple. He said, I'm going to remain righteous. I'm going to do, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to have a godly character. And God stepped in. 
Wherever we look, Israel coming out of Egypt. That's interesting, that one. When they come out of Egypt, we read that God said to Moses to take them by the way, by the sea and by the hills, and they would be trapped there. Israelites at that time, they didn't really, they, they were fresh. They weren't really a, a nation as such. They just came out of Egypt. They didn't become a nation until they came out of the wilderness, until they had God put some things in their, in their lives to put some structure about how to serve him and to live for him. But Moses knew, and Moses was the leader and the spokesperson for them. And then God said, Ooh, let's have a look at that one. In Exodus chapter 14, And the Lord said to spoke, spoke to Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp between Pitharoth, between Migdol and the sea, over against Balzaphon. Before it, shall, before it shall ye encamp by the sea. For Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, They are entangled in the land, and the wilderness has shut them in. God led them to a place where they were going to be trapped. And I will harden Pharaoh's heart. And he shall follow after them. And I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon all the host that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. God's sovereignty, God's honor was at stake here. And he, by Moses following and Israel following, it was recognized that because of his sovereignty, his honor, he stood the treasure were Israelites. They were the treasures. They didn't know it. God stepped in for them. Each of these and more, if you have a look, were challenged. Are challenges in these people's lives. The treasure that they had was their stands, their attitude, their commitment to what's God, which resulted in some kind of action, some kind of service. Whenever you are being challenged, understand that it's not about you. You will find yourself in your life more than once led to a place where you'll be besieged like Asa was. Not of your own doing. Not because I hope sometimes we make mistakes and we'll lead ourselves to traps. But there are times when we do everything that is right and we come to a place where we're trapped. And we have a relationship with God. We have a service with him. There are some treasures in our lives, in our hearts, in our minds, where we serve God with. And then when those things come, we might say, well, if I just, I can deal with this by, I don't have to go to that service. I don't have to have, I don't have to do quite so much for God. I don't have to get up quite so early to read. I don't have to stay up late to study God's word. I didn't have to make as much preparation as I did. Whatever it is, we know. We know what it is in our hearts that allows us to have relationship and communion with him. And when the trap comes, we might say, we just can give a little bit of that away for a bit of peace. But whenever we do that, we give away our ability to serve him. Whenever we are being challenged, it's not about us. 
God will step in when His name, when His honor, when His sovereignty, when His majesty are challenged. Because God values commitment. God values trust and obedience in His people. God values prayer, reading, our our integrity, our, our honesty, treasures in our lives that He will stand for when we pass it over to Him. We need to recognize that if we step in and give away, our result in service and worship of God will be poorer and His presence in our lives not so rich. And likewise, we take away the opportunity for God to step in and to take care of that, like He did for Daniel, like He did for Israel, like He did for Noah, like He did for Esther, like He did for all the other characters in God's Word and others since then. Praise the Lord. Whenever we give God the opportunity to step in, Miracles will happen. When we step away and we allow God to step in to defend His honor, His name, His majesty in our lives through our service, through our attitude to serving Him because whatever the circumstance is, is attacking the treasures that He has placed into your life or that you've given over to Him. Do not exchange, do not trade, do not swap valuables of God as a payment for any need, for any challenge, for any attack that comes in your life. Psalms chapter 91 verse 14 15 says, Because he, this is Moses, not all Psalms were from David. Moses says, Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. The interesting thing is, Asa was attacked before. At that time, he called out to God. And God delivered him. The second time, he gave away God's treasures. And Hezekiah, king after him, did as well, and others. And eventually all the treasures from God's house were lost, and they went to the kings of other lands. And eventually they came back some, somewhat less. God doesn't need the gold. He doesn't need the silver. But he does want your commitment, your service, your integrity, your stance. Whatever it is in your mind that you know that is that draws me closer to God. What is it that, is it that talent that I had for being focused and I can use that to serve God? That ability to be undeterred under pressure. Will I use that to serve God in some way? My, the ability that you may have in teaching and reading and whatever it is. Don't give it away in exchange when there is an attack. You take away the opportunity for God to step in. To, to perform a miracle because it is His treasure that's being attacked. Let's serve the Lord Let's sing the song. Trust him in at all times. <laughs>